Thanks for joining us for this conversation on Happified, a short and sweet treat with Benita Joy Yoder, who has a very diverse experience as a lawyer and ventriloquist. Now her passion is helping people discover humor and how they can bring it into their lives. She is an event host and MC and sat down with me in the Podatorium for a fun conversation, Benita Joy and her friends. I think you'll have a great time tuning in. Enjoy. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit HappifiedLife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the HappifiedLife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days. Welcome back for another short and sweet installment from Potapalooza. I am here in the Potatorium with Benita Joy Yoder. We have shared some Zoom rooms before, and I'm excited to have to have the opportunity to share the stage with this lovely lady. She's got a diverse set of skills. Let me give you a quick bird's eye view, and then we'll jump in. As a recovering attorney who entertains Benita Joy Yoder, known as the court jester. Benita Joy Yoder now speaks, MCs, and edutains. She brings humor into her presentations through her ventriloquism puppet friends who love to co-MC and comment on situational humor that happen in the present moment. Her vision is to bring more of her middle name, Joy, to help lighten up the world, especially during serious times. Her experience includes magic and ventriloquism shows, over 25 years of law practice and real estate investments. She's the author of the award-winning book, The Heart and the Soul of Real Estate, and is also a former syndicated magazine columnist. We're just scratching the surface. I love meeting Renaissance people who bring all of their diverse talents to what they do now. Thank you. Uh, for Renaissance? I thought you talked to Jan X, not Renaissance people. <laughs> Hi, this is Sammy. Who's this? It's Susie. Hi, Susie. He looks like an expat from Fraggle Rock. That's more my era. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a vine are you? Oh, that's her name. Well, as long as it's not a weed, that's illegal. Oh. <laughs> I love it. And I, I love bringing your wingman with you, having some compadres to hop up on stage. Tell us a little bit about how you get to edutain and how you like to connect with people. Uh, uh, 
I think that's her job. All right, then. <laughs> Passing Actually, the mic already. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the world's few ventriloquists turned lawyers turned ventriloquists. Because when I was about five years old at a family reunion, my older cousin, Clinton Detweiler, who later became famous for making ventriloquist puppets, what, he went up front with a wooden doll named Woody, put this doll on his lap. I'm about five years old. And here's this grown man putting a doll on his lap and he starts talking to him. And the doll talks back and people are laughing. And I'm like, what's going on? Very intriguing. That stayed with me for years. And when I was 16, I checked out a book from the library, Ventriloquism for Fun and Profit. Hey, I haven't made any money yet. Okay, this is Ruby. You <laughs> like my pigtails? Oh, Ruby, we were talking. Yeah, I know. So am I. Okay. <laughs> I got this book from the library and I practiced for hours in front of the mirror. It was a reflection on you. <laughs> yeah. Started doing parties for magic and ventriloquism shows, you know, birthday parties when I was young. Anyway, I ended up going to law school and becoming a liar. Uh, not a liar, a lawyer. <laughs> a liar, a lawyer. Well, what's the difference? <laughs> Now, Ruby. <laughs> See, Susie knows what I mean. I can tell. I can Everybody's tell a critic. <laughs> <laughs> so I began, I opened my own law practice and I basically put my ventriloquism on the back shelf because there were very few women at that time. This was in late 70s. You're that old. Uh, late 1970s. And I was concerned that I wouldn't be taken seriously to begin with as a woman, let alone a dummy, not a dummy, a ventriloquist. Then ventriloquist, how, how do you say it? It's the D word. <laughs> so I practice law. And after many years of law practice and seeing people get divorced and all kinds of other things. And I met people in some of their hardest times of life, should I say, some of their most challenging times of life. And after years of that, I decided let's focus on the joy because that's my middle name. Yeah. And joy is so needed. It's an inner state, but in these serious times, I think it's really important. And humor is a gateway drug to joy. <laughs> mm. Mm. No limitations on that one, are there? I don't think that's in any of the books. <laughs> <laughs> but joy is an inner state. And people think of it as, oh, you know, I'm going to be happy when I get this mate or this relationship or this whatever money or this house and it's really an eternal state of being that no matter what the circumstances if you could find that place within that will that will lead you to a centered state like uh what state california that's not centered not that kind of state the state of 
being. Oh, well, I'm the living doll. Does that count? Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So the fun thing is, too, that with puppets, you can say about anything and get by with it. Who's your puppet, Susie? <laughs> well, my husband isn't in the room, so. <laughs> I won't tell. <laughs> I know you put words in his mouth. But it makes me think when you're talking about humor being the gateway drug and, and that pursuit of joy looking outside of ourselves, that's what I wanted to come back to. How much trouble people tend to find in that pursuit when they're looking in all the wrong places, right? And I feel like that's something that you kind of got a firsthand look at through your years in practice. Oh, yes, yes. That's a good way of saying it, looking in all the wrong places. Like (laughs) under a rock. No, that's just, you know, what was interesting to me was people would come to me who were in the appearance of like the happy marriage. There'd be the white picket fence, the kids, the two-car garage, or now three cars, I guess, (laughs) and they were not happy, but it was, uh, it was an appearance. I mean, think about Prince Charles and Diana when they were married, and there was this appearance of the fairy tale wedding, but underneath, it was so different. Yeah. In fact, sometimes I would have usually it was women who would come with this circumstance where they would plan their divorce maybe two years in advance. You know, I remember somebody coming in and saying, I want to file for divorce on like June 4, whatever year. And I'm like, why then? Well, she'd gone back to college to get her degree. Her last kid was going to be graduating from high school. She was going to have her college degree. She had it all time that she was, you know, then ready. And I saw that so often. But where people would wait until the last kid was out of high school and then get divorced. And put that kind of like deadline or start date on happiness and pursuing what really calls them. Yeah, it's interesting. I always wondered, what is that like to be, you know, sleeping with somebody when you know you're going to be divorced in two years or living with them, sharing a life and it's it's interesting i i remember one time somebody a man planned to file for divorce like the day after they got back from vacation i mean i actually he filed before they went and then was going to the paper serve the day after and i'm like it's it's just it's an interesting life to live that kind of dual reality of appearance and the real thing Right. Well, and I'm thinking too, and as, as you're sharing and all of these stories that you, you were privy to through the course of your career, people living out of alignment, people not being honest with themselves, or finally when they were not really the people around them. And do you have any suggestions or advice for people who might be in that position? Like you were for so many years, putting on the professional persona, we're getting Mm -hmm. ready to go to work as a liar. I mean, a lawyer. And (laughs) (laughs) And, and waiting until the time felt right or safer to to bring back everything Mm -hmm. that you enjoyed and embraced with this whole performance personality that you had put on Uh the workshop. 
Well, it's interesting because it is definitely the identity of an attorney is more quote acceptable, I suppose, than a ventriloquist, although that's a very unique thing too. But for somebody who is having a dream of doing something other than they're doing, the first thing is to recognize it. And it's interesting because I'm actually working on a book with ventriloquism, writing a book with ventriloquism as a metaphor for life. And one of the things I talk about in there is speaking the truth. And, you know, puppets can say, they could be truth tellers. Right. We're not liars. So that's kind of the metaphor of getting in touch with your own truth and your own alignment. And so that's, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because I actually talk about that in the book, you know, who pulls your strings, finding your own voice. Yeah. Oh, and I love it. I'm so excited that you've got this book coming out because I think that's absolutely true. We, we look for ways in which we feel safe. You know, the man behind the curtain, right? Oz right. pulling the levers and... Behind our mask. Yeah, a lot of masks out there today. Or there were. Yeah. I love it. And is there, let us, let our audience know how they can connect with you. Stay tuned in and keep up to speed on the book that's coming out and any other performances or offerings well, that you share. Something that I have to give away is a complimentary humor journal. It has 10 writing prompts that help you recognize the humorous things in your day-to-day -day life. And that is available at joy.funandfunnier.com. Joy.funandfunnier.com. Love it. Also, my email is benitajoyspeaker at gmail.com. We, we, the proverbially, my different puppets, I have a number of different puppets. We <laughs> love the co-MC events, virtual or live. Yeah, we, we love the ad-lib. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is ad-lib, actually. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well but, done, Ruby. You're right on point. Yeah. And there's a saying in comedy that truth is funnier than anything you could make up. So I encourage people to find the fun and funny in their own lives. And then if they're looking for putting together a presentation or if they, for a job or business, if they have marketing or something, rather than go to a joke book, tell a real situation that actually happened to you. Yeah. For example, I, I, I went to, I was going through the courthouse one time and they had three uniformed officers at security. And I make some comment as I'm going through going, do you really need to be, do we really need to spend taxpayers money on three of you? And this one middle age uniformed officer looks at me and says, it takes three of us to corral you, Benita. That's for sure. So now <laughs> I use that story when I'm speaking to share about how you can free humor in the serious situations. Here we are, I'm a lawyer that was a law enforcement officer in uniform at a courthouse. I mean, how much more serious can you get than that? I asked him if they gave them humor training in law enforcement. He said, no, but 
if you use humor, it breaks the ice with a suspect and they open up at builds rapport and they tell you more. I mean, mm, I said, you just gave the point of my talk. <laughs> it builds connection and rapport. Now, isn't that interesting? The idea of using humor in law enforcement, who would think as a suspect that that might be something someone's doing on purpose? I love it. That's a really powerful tip. And, and I, I love that example too, because there's always ways, if we're looking around, if we're open to that inspiration, to bring a little bit of humor in. And think about how many days those guys had to stand there with everyone and their serious faces coming in and out of that courthouse. Very few people go there happy to be there. And the impact that you were able to make because you did take those opportunities to share a little bit of humor, to connect with them personally, mm -hmm. made you more memorable and really stand out. And I'm sure they enjoyed seeing you come in and wondered what quip they were going to catch today. <laughs> yeah, that particular officer, when he's there, uh, we have a nice rapport if I you know, see him. I've got to tell you one funny story, though. This was pre-COVID, pre pre-9-11. I was going through airport security in Burbank and, you know, they have Burbank, California. They have a lot of different uh, celebrity and right. actors and entertainers in that area. But the, the, I don't think they call them TSA then, but the security people stopped me to go through my stuff because they saw a, they thought there was a child's body in the suitcase. <laughs> So they, they went through the conveyor belt, they opened it up, and it was a ventriloquist figure, and I explained I did ventriloquism. Anyway, so they said, well, can you do some? And I actually did some standing there, you know, all these several people were there. And there we were having fun. <laughs> well, they thought I might be, I don't know, a kidnapper or a criminal or something, who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of funny, yeah. That could have been me. <laughs> exactly. You got to be ready, Ruby. You never know when you're going to hit the stage. You know, I think there's a stage leaving town in an hour. <laughs> I don't think she means that kind of stage. <laughs> well, Marvelous, I'm so glad that you joined me. Thank you for dropping in. Glad we got matched up in the poditorium. I hope you had a lot of fun today. I'm grateful for you to bringing some humor and levity to our audience. And I hope they take this inspiration and start seeking new opportunities to. Right. And they can go to joy.funandfunnier.com for a complimentary humor journal. Beautiful. I love it. We need these sparks. Thank you so much, Benita Joy. Thank you, Ruby. Thank you to your first wingman you. who's already off stage. It's been a treat. Y'all take good care. All right. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.